It's time for Conversations with MIT Medical, care for the community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. Welcome to Conversations with MIT Medical. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing food and eating issues during COVID-19. Joining me is Christina Brothers. She's a licensed clinical social worker and eating disorder specialist at MIT Medical. Christina, it's a pleasure to have you join us today as we're talking about COVID-19 and how unprecedented these times are. What makes it unique as it relates to food and the relationship that we're all having with our bodies as we are quarantined and practicing social isolation and, you know, social distancing? Tell us a little how this is all connected. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's so many different things you could focus on. But I've been noticing during, you know, I think we're kind of at what week 15 or 16, some particular themes um, from the students that I work with, both those that do struggle with, you know, eating related issues and those that, you know, kind of have a very healthy outlook um, on their body. But predominantly, the themes I've noticed are, you know, in in kind of a basic way, we're all being asked to isolate. Um, So really being alone with, you know, people are being forced to be alone with their thoughts and, you know, somewhat less connected to what's important to them. I would also say, you know, there's also kind of this lack of structure that some people are really facing, needing to create different schedules um, that create more feasibility with working from home. And I think that kind of leads to additional thoughts around food. Um, There's also, you know, this real lack of unknown. You know, these are really uncertain times that create some tendencies of wanting to lean in to you know, really being able to control certain things, um, which food can sometimes be a good outlet for. And then I think lastly, really with this extra time at home, I think we've really noticed an increased use in social media, um, which, you know, we can get into uh, further because there's a lot to say about that. Well, let's do that then. As personally, I've noticed, like, I got onto TikTok and there's a lot of food hacks, and I've tried a bunch of them, and people are creative, and you can come up with some creative things, but then there's also this social media requirement. Are you, you know, the pressure really from it? And some people are gaining weight, and you're watching more alcohol consumption on social media. Speak about what you've noticed as far as patterns. Yeah, it's been really interesting to watch. Um, You know, I think in just a very simplified way, I've noticed a lot of messages around, you know, kind of this pendulum way of thinking of, you know, oh, we should really be using this time to be as productive as possible. Or maybe we should use this time really just to rest and to kind of, you know, be more connected to that. Um, And I think what's really interesting is then food and, you know, our weight and like you said, alcohol consumption can kind of play a role in that of, you know, there's these kind of ingrained um, messages around, oh, maybe we should use this time to do like a whole 30 diet or we should exercise every day for 30 days. Um, And, you know, I think these are really challenging messages when some people are just frankly trying to get through the day. Um, And then, you know, I thought it was really interesting. I was kind of looking more into this idea of social media uh, related to kind of food and our body and 
one thing that I came across is that um, as of March 18th on social media, there were five times more in-home workouts being shown on Instagram than ever before. Um, and I think that really just speaks to really the influence that kind of social media has taken in terms of really focusing on individuals' um, weight and shape through all this. Um, and I think it can be really difficult, frankly, for people to make sense of how to navigate these messages, especially if you've had any sort of history or do have current concerns um, related to food in your body. Well, that's true. And I've noticed that as well. And I'm an exercise physiologist. And so, you know, I always like to look at those and see what people are doing. And they, they can get pretty creative. And it's been a positive in that way. But there's also negatives. People are scared, as you said, Christina, they're, they're uncertain. Tell us about some of the psychological impacts. We're hearing about supply chains slowing. We're hearing about supplies tainted, meats closing, you know, meat plants closing. And so what is that doing to the psyche of us when we're scared of food shortages? I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, there's a very real way, especially early on um, with the pandemic, where fear really spiked in terms of food. Um, and, you know, if we kind of just take a step back, fear drives our behavior. So, you know, kind of like we all noticed and maybe even fell into early on, we were buying a lot more food and even maybe hoarding some food with not knowing what to expect. Um, and, you know, with that, we saw a lot of empty shelves at the grocery store, which I think only intensified that fear. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, you know, a reality to our psyche and I think really goes a long way to then, you know, take in those messages of, oh, we should be fearful about what's happening in our world. Um, you know, the other kind of thing to note is that, you know, for people that do have some struggles related to binge eating behaviors, it was, you know, suddenly really challenging for people to have all of this excess food um, in their home, you know, and so I think it really created some urges for people that were battling those struggles already. Well, so then let's talk about some of the signs that you might notice in yourself that people are falling into some of these negative patterns, as you say, and because people are out of work or staying home, they're bored eating, they're mindless eating. Mindfulness is not so, you know, prevalent. Tell us what are some of the signs that we're falling into some negative habits? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you kind of use the word mindlessness, and um, I think really starting to notice those patterns, you know, and be more connected to really what feelings we're having when we do eat certain foods or when we do move our body in certain ways. So really starting to make connections to if we're feeling pretty negative about ourselves following maybe eating certain types of foods or not moving our body as much as we had intended to for that day, you know, I think I would really just be more connected to that. Um, you know, I think perhaps, you know, we've all been engaging in some changes of what we're eating and how we're working out. And I think the message really is just, just be aware of how all of those things are affecting you. Um, so really bringing in that mindfulness behavior. 
And I think the last thing I would really say is like, if you're starting to notice that maybe you have some rigid rules around needing to eat certain types of foods at certain times or needing to do this type of workout, you know, every day or whatever it is, I would really try um, to kind of recognize that and maybe even challenge that because I think there is a real reality to like I was talking about earlier with this, you know, uncertain period that we're in, I think it really can be tempting for people to lean on something that they can control um, and kind of insert food and exercise there. But ultimately what we really want is to feel like we can have flexibility with our eating and exercise. Wrap it up for us, Christina, with your best advice about mindfulness and eating and our relationship with food as we're finding ourselves socially isolated and quarantined and how this all ties together at, you know, during this pandemic. What I would say is I think it's so important for people to be noticing what's happening in their body. You know, I think anytime we start leaning towards one side of the spectrum or another, I think that kind of starts making us much more mindless in our behavior. I would also say I think it's important for all of us to figure out how we are able to make connections through this period of time because, you know, we need connections. And ultimately, I think the more time that people are isolated, the more of a window that people really start to get fixated on certain things. Um, And that's kind of, you know, not what we want as individuals. Um, So there's a lot of different things to look at for yourself. But I think ultimately, it does come back to being really authentic with what's going on and what you're noticing. And you know, if you need more support around that, trying to figure that out. Um, If you need, whether it's mental health support or just more support from your friends and family, you know, trying to really reach out and make those connections happen. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining us today and really explaining so very well our relationship to food and eating issues during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you again. You've been listening to Conversations with MIT Medical. For more information, please visit medical.mit.edu to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other MIT Medical podcasts. Also, share this show with your friends and family on social media because it's such an important and interesting topic, and that way we learn from the experts at MIT Medical together. I'm Melanie Cole.